same spot. And I think it's so important uh, that we realize that in our communities, we have to be engaged in your community. Today having this event is a great way to engage everybody in the community if they're interested in participating. I find a lot of times people talk about money and things that's going to happen in a reactive way instead of being proactive. And I think in our African-American communities, especially, we need to be more proactive. So today I'm going to talk to you about serving and entrepreneurship, which leads to economic empowerment. Because economic empowerment is simply being able to control the resources, the financial resources that are allocated or come in your direction. So um, a little bit quickly about me. I started, I've always had a unique way of seeing things. As a female, I make a lot of males a little nervous because I come in talking about money. My eyes, I'm like Tupac. My mind is always on my money. I come into a situation and I think, what's the solution? How can I get money out of this thing for not just me? I think that's something that we have talked about too in our communities. We become more individualized instead of looking at when you have a servant mentality, you think more than yourself. You think about your immediate family, then those outside of your family that are close to you. You look at the people who are in your group that can benefit from your knowledge and benefit from the things that you're going to bring to them. So at 10, now I'm going to ask a couple questions. I want y'all to be engaged in this presentation. So somebody tell me, what do you see? Knowledge. Now I'm old school. Some of y'all may not know what a knowledge is. <laughs> Candace. Now, would you, if I offered you an opportunity, let's see, you said you're a police officer, right? Okay, so I offered you an opportunity to say, would you sell knowledge or snippers? Which one would you say? Why? Because of the variety. Variety, okay. Let me go over here. Somebody on this side. Sir, what would you sell? Knowledge or snicker bars? Why? Because uh, I'm going to have more of, a, uh, more of an option. You mean for us, like flavors? Or? Flavors, and I'm going to have multiple in one pack. <laughs> you ain't getting that. Yes, ma'am. Snickers milk. Snickers milk. Okay, we got some things that you got to look at that when you're talking about making your money. But he landed on. You. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Snickers. Snickers, why? They're already doing the work that they're going to do. You don't get an hour on advertising. Now, you know that's true. That's a good approach. But I'm going back to those units. Because, see, when I started making my money at 10, it was about units. 
My mama gave me a couple of dollars, low amount of money, but I can go in the classroom, buy, take a whole pack of annihilators, break them up some 25 cents a piece versus a whole snicker bar. You got to split it up, worry about somebody saying, that's not even, that's not right. Yeah. You, you know, being sanitary, all that went with that. You have like a nine that already individually wrapped. They got once, once one eat one, they coming back. And you got them all day long. You just, they never really melt, depending on what you put them, right? So that's when you have to start thinking like we're talking about business. If you mentioned, they melt. We have to start using critical thinking about when there's a problem, if there's money involved, everybody's talking about weekly closing. This is a building. This is real estate. If they take the school, Wheatley is still here. The building is still here. You need a nonprofit to come in and do what? Create their own school. The building is going to be sitting here. They want to make money. So when people say that, what about the jobs that are going to be lost out the boat? If they close the school, what about the custodians, the cooks, the teachers? I'm a teacher. I switched my mentality when I got ready to leave HISD. I said, I had to change my perspective. I loved working at Word that it was the last high school I taught in. Loved it. I got tired of being called bitch so much. <laughs> See, my inner generation, I'm too old for that now. When I started, I was young and I did realistic. I had that energy. I could go in there. I worked in a different area too. It makes a difference in what school you're in. But I got tired of being cursed out. I grew to love my kids though because I got engaged in Sunnyside. I was at the football games. I was at the wherever they had a basketball, a volleyball. I was everywhere they were. So they saw me night and day, night and day. And I built a relationship. I built trust. And I started working with Mr. Alan Provost. He's, we used to work together at Worthing. One day he asked me about the kids and we were talking and I realized we were on the same page. We wanted to take our students to another level. And we realized together through his organization, People United Summit, we can do great things for the kids. But I also realized when I was in Sunnyside, when I knew I wouldn't go back to teaching, how can you take care of yourself? You have to use your resources. I had to change my perspective on education. How can I make money if I'm not in the classroom, but my gifts are what I'm doing right now, educating people? So I started thinking, gotta look at making money through individuals or bigger. So let me ask you, raise your hand if you think, I wanna make money working with individuals, these people right here. Raise your hand if you like individual way, that's the way to go. You know, making sales, direct sales. Uh, you know, you got the catering company back there. We got people make, they, they do the individual stuff. How many of you think about the building? Nobody? Why would you want to make money with the, with the, the person in the building? Or the company itself? Well, I guess I thought of the building a little differently. Okay. I was looking at the building saying I would like to create space that I can draw because my area is education as okay. well, where I have space that I can bring in. Okay, so you're looking at the space concept. I'm talking about the company. <laughs> How many of y'all, 
Nobody in here has ever thought about making money with a company? Individual, okay, now, I'm sorry, raise your hand about the company. Okay, so why, I see, oh, I know somebody from the rotary back here. Why, why the company? Uh, I, I know he's, I can't think of his name, but I know he's from the rotary club. Ted. Ted. Because um, it's a whole A company has a whole different structure. See, when we're talking about this school closing, if the school closes, there are custodians, right? The custodians can say, I can either go and work at another school, which most of them will, or I can get me, Velma, and Betty, we've been cleaning this school all this time, form ourselves a company, become a vendor with HISD, any other school district, and take your, your same cleaning services and you go. And then before you know it, you're hiring people to work with you on your team to go out and you are a contractor. When you're looking at companies as an entrepreneur, that's where the real money is. You have to, we have to start thinking, if this door closes and nothing one's gonna open, one of the things that I realized that we focus so much on you know, people lie to you. Let me just talk about some entrepreneurship too. You get with people and they say, oh, integrity. I'm gonna pay you, you know, I'm gonna work with you. People have a lot of reasons why they don't do business with you. You guys are gonna know that, right? Y'all are going into it. But when you did them with a company, it's already established, there's already a budget, they have real money. Now they too may go out of business, but you have a better chance of getting your money back through, if y'all don't like lawyers, but we bring up their lawyers. There are times when you need to call a lawyer if you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> because you can't go out like you know an old school and just say, hey, give me my money. You're going to end up with your case. So you have to use the proper procedures and protocols. So companies, it's a lot easier to deal with individuals, but you make more money when you look at becoming a vendor or a contractor. And that's something that, when we talk about empowerment, that changes the game. When you can hire, you can build generational wealth, versus momentary, you know. You might make a sale one quarter to one person, yet, and you're starving the rest of the way, where you can get a contract. And one example is, when I left HISD, I'm still a teacher, I got a contract with Harris County Department of Education. You know, if you're a new teacher, you make $50,000 your whole per your first year. My contract is $55,000, just with, just with that company. You see the difference? 55,000, this is one doing one thing, one contract, and you can get multiple contracts throughout the year. You're feeding and you're, you're making more money that way than you stand in one school trying to make it from the time the door opens to the time they close and all the abuse you take in between. It's a, it's a perspective change. We have to start thinking about that when looking at economic empowerment. So, oh, we're back here. See this young man? This is Courtney. As a former dual credit teacher at Sterling, I uh, worked for Houston, Houston Community College, now I'm working at Texas Southern as well. Courtney was one of my dual credit students. Because I work, Courtney came on board with me, he's contracting with me to do my editing for my television show. I'm able to take my students now, you see, and now I'm able to bring them on and pay them. Rylan over here is one of my stu former students at Texas Southern. She saw I have my own TV show, so she said, Dr. Pope, can I help you? I said, well, as soon as you're out of my class, one more conflict of interest, 
then you can be my intern. So I'm in turn now taking my business and teaching her. She knows some things already, but I'm allowing her to practice, allowing her to get her name. When my show goes on the air, she edits, she gets editing credit. You see, you, when you're looking at it from an ownership perspective, you can change and extend your power to help some of those same people I'm talking about in your circle. So, this is important too. Sitting around tables. As an entrepreneur, you sit around a lot of tables. Some tables you eat good from and some are waste of time. Now, I've learned something very important. Everybody that invites you to the table, you need to figure out what's the best, where do you need to go? Where do you spend your time? So one of the things I'm encouraging everybody to do, how many here are a member of the chamber? Your local chamber of commerce? How many, three, three people? Four, okay. That's important. Why is it important to be a member of your local chamber? Network. Networking. What else, networking? Wait a minute, what right there? Why? Business opportunities. Business opportunities, because your chamber is made of your local what? Your local businesses. We should have, when uh, Miss London and the, um, our African family created this, they brought out, they invited everybody. You want the your business owners involved when it comes to school stuff, you want your, your uh, political people involved, your chamber also has your political leaders there. I live in Pearland. Ed Thompson is our state rep. Ed Thompson never missed a chamber meeting. I can't get to Ed on the phone, but when I walk in there, they say, how you doing, Dr. But my point is, that's where they are. Sometimes you have to go where they are and be consistent. Let them see you. Make it known that you have a business. Make it known that you're there with solution-oriented thinking. You're not in there complaining. You're saying, oh, this is not working? Drainage? I have someone I know about that does the plumbing. Let me bring that to the table. We have to get at the right table. This table here, uh-oh, Mr. Uh, Kendra, Miss London, I sat at her table one day. She invited me to something she was doing. I came in there to support her as a boss lady. And I got a chance to learn what she, she thinks about what the people she was working with, how they thought. It's important to go and see who your possible community partners are. You gotta go to the table with them. Now she and I are partners, community partners. Then I went to, I'm working at Sunnyside with the solar energy. How many of y'all think about solar energy? That's some new money coming. We gotta get in on that. See, we have to start thinking, wherever they putting their money, we need to get over there and tip, tip it and see why they putting all that money over there. We got to ask the critical questions. As an entrepreneur, we're talking about, again, controlling dollars. Wherever they're putting money, we need to get in there. And the best way and the easiest way to get in is to volunteer. A lot of us don't want to serve. We want to go in and ask for money. Sometimes it pays to just go in and volunteer. Serve on a committee. Volunteer your time a little bit. Now, I work in the community. I work not only, this is my first, second time being invited to the fifth ward. Uh, I've, I've gone into, let's see, north, north of that North Forest, where, you, where we're working on the north side with People United Summit. 
So I work over there. I've just been invited by uh, Dr. Alma, uh, Alma Alice, excuse me, State Representative Dr. Alma Alma, uh, to work with her seniors. Seniors are my passion. Seniors are my passion. So I work with seniors, and anybody that works with seniors, then I tend to go in that direction. Because I want to make sure the things that I feel is important to me for seniors, that's where I need to be. So Sophia, State Representative Sophia Thompson, she works with seniors. Dr. Alma seniors. Uh, those are, and don't forget politics and, and oh, I'm going to go ahead real quick, I have five minutes. So this lady on the end you see here, the reason I started serving, and she's in Acres, was from Acres Home. I started working with seniors because Ms. Johnson is functionally illiterate. And when she had, this has happened with our seniors. When they get to a certain point, she put 20 years in at Spring Branch Hospital. She got sick, and so I tried to get rid of them. She couldn't read. So I was stepping in and started doing her paperwork. And I realized at 19 that it was almost half the kitchen staff couldn't read. But they had been there, great workers. And fear, what do you do when people are trying to get rid of you? I had to learn how to work with disability, how to work with social security, how to work with a lot of different agencies that all play into working with our seniors. And I realized more and more every day that they are becoming victims of so much stuff out here. And it's so important that we, again, get out there. Now, yesterday I went out uh, through, I'm gonna say again, through Mr. Provost. He, uh, it's this group called SMART, SMART Incubator. I started going out to their meetings. I met Sherm. Sherm is now creating watch bands. So we're talking about manufacturing, black-owned company, young black male, starting his business, Right here, he has a, I went to his warehouse yesterday to see how he's making his watch bands. Have you guys thought about this? Manufacturing. We're forgetting, we like to buy stuff already from our designers, but we're creative, we're talented, we can create your own stuff and sell it. I mentioned politics. Building, uh, I mentioned uh, we should create, um, and build relationships with community partnerships. That's so important. In here, I keep hearing everybody say, everything you need is in this room. How many of you know five other people that you didn't come with in here? But you came in and you take the time out to give your card or say hello and tell them who you were. One of the things that we forget is simply putting on our name tags as entrepreneurs. It's kind of odd, you feel like, but when you go to your chamber meetings, they have them on. I say now, if I don't encourage you to do anything else, start dress, when you put your clothes on, don't forget, put your name tag on, carry your business cards, and then introduce yourself. Get out beyond your people you came with, and start letting people know who you are and what you bring to the table. And then this is the last thing. Those companies I was telling you about, how many of you have a business? How many of them are hub certified? Mm, okay, one. How many are uh, small business certified by Metro? See, you wanna make money, your business should be hub certified. Because that's where you get guaranteed, where they say you have to give, the big companies have to give your small minority owned company 13% of those contracts. And if your business is a small business enterprise, like Metro, Port Authority. These are people you can make money with. My businesses are both. And it's so important when you get in your email all these 
Somebody said, we don't have services here at the school. Become a vendor. They have contracts with the colleges, contracts, everybody, the catering company. You should look, about, look into that. Get in your business certified because then you deal with companies, not just individuals. And your money is totally different. And once you get one good company recommending you, you do a great job, you end with another. That's just like it works with individuals, it works that way with uh, companies. Alright, and then I talk, oh, this is my last thing I'm going to say. How many of y'all have applied for the Texas uh, General Land Office grant? How many of you, your business was impacted by Harvey? Only one person? You know they have a twenty-five dollars to $250,000 grant. Have y'all, any, was anyone aware of that already? Okay, well, you go online, you can apply. I was sitting, and I'm a member of the Paralyn Chamber and the Hispanic Chamber in Missouri County. See this lady right here? Her name is Melissa Washington. I met her last year. She, you know, y'all were talking about home repairs. All that money for Harvey, they have a lot of money that came from the Texas General Land Office. That money was supposed to be for y'all to, who if you owned a home, to get your home repaired. They had millions of dollars. No one, people have not been applying. So then they created this new funding that ends March 2020 for businesses that were impacted. I went online and I, I used to volunteer with her, right? Because I told you, serving is the way to go. She came to the chamber meeting on uh, Monday, last Friday. She was telling the members of the chamber, we have all this money, no one's applying in Missouri County. We need she told the members of the chamber, but I paid my money to be a civil level. I was in a meeting, I served on that committee. I took my application the other day and did what? Filled it out, put what she said on there. Guess what I got in the email the other day? Congratulations, your application has been received and accepted. We're missing out on money because we're not taking our business seriously. But you have to have your business with an EIN number, a tax ID number. Uh, it has to be recognized with either uh, through the state, Secretary of State, it has to be filed. A nonprofit is not an LLC, so you gotta make sure you're talking about your business. You can't file with these nonprofits for this money because it's technically not your business. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, last thing, my most important class, you see them there, my kids, my, that's my family. We're talking about intergenerational. I'm teaching my children to think money, to think opportunities, to think ownership, not just working for somebody for the rest of their life. I want them to start thinking beyond what I did. I wasted, not wasted, but I, I could have been doing a lot more if I would have had a different mindset. And that's why it's so important that they had this meeting today to, to, to show everybody we can, we can make our own money. We can control resources coming. Having a school closed can be an opportunity for many of you to create a business to solve and, and see a gap that's going to be missing right there. Y'all are doing it. We need to think like that. Solution oriented. All right, well, thank y'all.